on the field and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee. Here's Bob Brainerd. Well, it's Tuesday night. It's raining in Milwaukee. And if for some reason you're driving around in the rain and you, and you just happen to tune into Brewers Extra Innings and you don't know what happened at American Family Field, all right, first the bad news. The Brewers had just five base hits. They scored three runs. Here's the good news. The Marlins only had one run on two base hits. Yep, it was a typical Milwaukee Brewer kind of baseball game played tonight. They take their second in a row against the Miami Marlins, winning 3-1. to one. Yeah, just five base hits for the Brewers. But it was plenty with Freddie Peralta on the hill. Giving up just two base hits. Freddie gave up the two base hits, worked into the seventh inning. And after that, the bullpen gave up nothing. But he was the table setter, to be sure. A run on two base hits, struck out nine. And we'll talk about what that significance means in just a moment. But after that, Hobie Milner went an inning and a third, nothing. Record a strikeout. Your rebate goes one-third of an inning. Math is hard, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry about that. I was trying to calculate it in my head. Uh, a walk and a strikeout got the job done. And then Devin Williams got the ninth inning, went clean with a strikeout. So the, the pitching got it done. The bats were kind of quiet, but the pitching got it done for the third consecutive night. Burns on Sunday, even though the Brewers lost. You know the story there. Woodruff last night goes the distance. And then Freddie Peralta up and over 200 strikeouts on the season with his 9Ks to be the table setter tonight. Hey, it's not just going to be me yapping in your ear, in your radio, the rest of the evening. Craig Kashan from Bally Sports has finished his TV duty and joins me on the radio. Buddy boy, good to have you as always. Um, I said it a moment ago, and... I think it's worth echoing. This is typical Brewer baseball victories. This is how they've been getting it done many times this season, including tonight. No doubt. And, you know, I, I think the the one thing that we're really starting to see come together, Bob, is the is the pitching. The starting pitching right now is, you know, your, your front line three, you know, with Burns and, and Woody and uh, Freddie are, are now – I think at a point where they have been talked about the last two or three years, what they could be. And Major League Baseball certainly knows this. These guys uh, have been flying under the radar a little bit, but now they're, they're, they're out there, man, and, and they're performing, and they're, they're beating some of the best. And that, that's, that's the good part. They're winning these battles. And, and for what we've witnessed the last few games, I mean, they gave up a run tonight, no runs last night, and just four on Sunday. Um, you know, five runs over three days. That That's pretty spectacular stuff right there. So all I can think of is is playoff series. If, if you need the three starters, uh, these guys are in terrific shape here right now. And, and you just hope the offense can, you know, somehow balance itself out a little bit. The 12 runs yesterday – and then three here tonight. But, uh, you know, you're going to win three-to-one games if your pitching is as good as it's been over the last three days. Yeah, and it's been awfully good. Let's let's talk about Peralta first, Craig. Uh, nine strikeouts to go over uh, to, to hit the 200 mark for strikeouts. Only the eighth Milwaukee pitcher to do it. A little trivia. I mean, I cheated, but 
Yovani uh, Gallardo did it four times, went over the 200 strikeout mark. So that's an impressive number to shoot for. But he joins an elite group of being just the eighth guy to do it in Brewer baseball history. Uh, you know, Corbin, of course, and deservingly so, gets a lot of the headlines when you talk about the frontline pitching. And Woodruff, when he's been healthy, has been second to get the headlines. I think with Freddie, because we've seen at times, you know, you know, the nickname sometimes, you know, he's he strike out Freddie. It's it's all or nothing with, with Freddie at times. But what we've seen with him this year, Craig, is he gets the strikeouts, but he's not having the roller coaster games as much this year. And the two hundred strikeouts, you don't get that accidentally because to get to the two hundred mark, you got to have some staying power. Like tonight, he pitches you into the seventh inning. That, to me, is the biggest difference between Freddie in the past and Freddie this year. Yeah, and, and if you dive just, just into the box score with his numbers here tonight, Bob, you know, he had, the, he had nine strikeouts to reach 200 on the season, but no walks allowed. That's, that's becoming a very good uh, trend for Freddie. And then only two hits. The, the hits below five uh, that, that he has surrendered, I mean, this stuff's kind of off the charts. This allows you to, to you know, generally they say strikeout pitchers are, are going to use up their pitches on trying to get the strikeouts, obviously. You need at least three in an at-bat, uh, and sometimes you go through battles. He went through, you know, eight, nine pitch battles with a couple of Marlins here tonight, but but then the rest of your game, not allowing the hits, not allowing the walks, you can put all your energy uh, into striking guys out if you're putting yourself position in the count to do it. And and he's certainly done that. He you know he he fell behind in the count uh, a few times in his last start, but really since the second half of the season, when you know he he has admitted you know mentally and physically he made a he made a different commitment to get the job done here and to be more aggressive and, and to be on the attack. All that's easier said than done, but he's done, you know, a really terrific job of that to definitely put his, put his name and Hey, he could be a one, he could be a two, but he's a three on this roster, but it ain't by much. Oh, I would agree. Craig Kishan joining us tonight from Bally sports on Brewers extra innings, Bob Brainerd in for Dom on this Tuesday night. Let's talk about Woodruff now, Craig. And I've said all along since he came back and got healthy that to me, this is a lot like making a trade before the trade deadline for a starting pitcher. And they didn't have to give up anything. That's the beautiful thing. So you get this guy who's, it's like a breath of fresh air, but you know who he is. But he certainly, because he had to fight his way back from the injury bug. All of a sudden, it's like you get this shot in the arm and you get a guy who is really good. It's it's like making a trade, isn't it? But again, they didn't have to surrender a thing because Woody was already part of this ball club. Well, it is kind of like that. I mean, I, I totally see the argument on that. But I, I, I've been saying this on, on this show for almost every after every uh, start that Woody has made. You didn't know what to expect with Woody when he came back. In fact, um, I, I think it was fortunate that he was able to come back. I mean, for a guy that that had to rehab his way to where he is right now for four months, to go four months in between starts, and a lot of un- uncertainty when you're talking about the, you know, a playoff push return, you know, in August for anybody, let alone September. 
But to me, I, I, I just think the big question mark all along was, could he return to form? Was he only going to give you three or four innings for you know, several starts before he worked his way back? And none of that was the case. So then it all falls into what you're saying. Well, you're going to have Woody back at this certain time, and boom, he's just going to return to form right out of the gates. You can't expect that out of out of a guy, whether he's a great pitcher like Woody is right now, or or a guy that you know is still fighting his way to become good in the league. So what he's done and he's done on his own, and in the the leaps and bounds steps he's made in his career in such a short window of time is is nothing short of phenomenal. That's for sure. Yeah, it's been so refreshing to see. As you said, Craig, we didn't know how much we would get out of Woody once he came back. You didn't know if it, if it would just be a little bit and he would be a bullpen game every time he pitched. But certainly, after what he did last night, it looks like he's all the way back. We shall see if it continues here in the month of September as they make that playoff pit, playoff push. Um, Bob Brainerd in for Dom here on Brewers Extra Innings along with Craig Kashan. And, and Craig, i got to admit... When when they decided to take a flyer on Josh Donaldson, I'm going. You know what are you doing? You know, you know I, I looked at the numbers. He he did nothing with the New York Yankers Yankees and and the Yankees have. I mean, we see where the Yankees are. There's there's been a lot of guys that have struggled, including Donaldson. And I just I wasn't buying it. I, I thought you know I I see what you're trying to do, but I just don't think it's going to happen. Well. I stand corrected. Donaldson has has fit in nicely, and especially tonight with the big bomb. Well, he's three for six, and he had a, a couple of walks in this game here tonight along with that home run. And holy cow, by the way, on that home run. it uh, There's not too many guys on this team who can hit it as far as he hit it tonight. Yeah, no doubt. Um, that That's for sure. But, hey, I hope he does prove everybody wrong. I, I, I was a little skeptic, but I thought, you know what? There is absolutely nothing to lose in this situation. He was winning, hitting 142 for the Yankees uh, when they let him go, and they kind of strung him along on that uh, release as well. And he, and he wasn't healthy earlier, so you know all of that said and done, he's he's kind of rested, uh, ready to go, uh, has a point to prove, maybe playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. And you're talking about a three-time All-Star and a league MVP. Uh, if you want to piss him off along the way and he's healthy and he joins another team that's in the playoff picture, this this is great stuff here. This is a good story developing. Uh, there's no question about that. And l- let me just say this. You, you heard him, uh, you've heard him talk a couple of times. We had him on in our pregame show before yesterday's game when he made his Brewer debut. And then you heard him on the postgame show tonight. This guy is confident, and if he's playing well and he's confident, this guy uh, obviously knows how to play the game at a high level. Um, I'll tell you what, he could be a tremendous influence in a lot of different ways. He doesn't necessarily need to be that clubhouse guy, but I think he he certainly is. Um, but just, you know, if, if he's doing what we've seen in the first couple of games on the field, hey, you play DH, you play third base – and you're doing that well in the first two games, 
um, that just can go a long way for the rest of the team. Yeah, I would agree. And we, we've seen what Craig Council has done when he's added bodies like Mark Canna, who you, you heard Craig Council talk about that. We don't know about his future. So I think that's where the value comes in with a Donaldson, another guy that can slide in the DH spot and give Council more moves to make and shuffle guys around. But we've seen him, seen him do a, a really good job, Craig, with you know every time they acquire a different body whether it is a Canna or a Santana, and then Rowdy Telez comes back, and then you add a Donaldson. You know, from the outside looking in, you go, how in the world are they going to make this fit? How are they going to find enough at-bats for these guys? Well, Council seems to be able to do that. He doesn't sweat it. And he also seems to play the hot hand. So so whatever dice that Craig is blowing on or whatever, I mean, he he's making all the right moves when he's got all these options in front of him. Yeah, and you know you can add to that list too that you just mentioned with uh, Andrew Monasterio, basically a, an unheard of rookie for the most part. I mean, you'd have to dial in deep to figure out if this guy is going to make the big league roster uh, this year the way he did for the first time. You know, after after spending what eight nine seasons on the minor league side, uh, and then Tyrone Taylor coming back as well. Yes. Uh, a couple of injuries. You know, you bring up uh, Freelich, you bring up Weimer, um, you, you had Garrett Mitchell starting this year before he got injured, and Tyrone Taylor was really kind of a lost name, and then he got injured, you know, in spring training and wasn't able to start the the regular season in time as well, and, and look where he is and the things that he's contributing to this team right now, too, so a um, lot of good moves all the way around. I, I really have to tip my cap to what Matt Arnold and, and his staff have done uh, for acquiring players and acquiring the right fit uh, really in their first full year since David Stearns, you know, resigned from his position of running this club. So they've, they've done a terrific job They're You know, they're, they're nine out of 10 right now uh, on the perfect scale. I'd say. I would agree. Uh, speaking of David Stearns, we will talk about that on the other side of this break. Craig Kishan joining us here, joining us tonight on Brewers Extra Innings from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. The show is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value only. Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank, National Association, member FDIC. Craig and I return after this break on Brewers Extra Innings. Brewers beat the Marlins for the second consecutive evening. The final is 3-1 at American Family Field this evening. Bob Brainerd in for Dom. Craig Kishan from Bally Sports, Wisconsin, joining me here on Brewers Extra Innings. And, of course, Craig, the news earlier today is surprised that nobody. David Stern's going to go and run the New York Mets ship in the Big Apple. Again, no surprise there. But what he did in his time in Milwaukee... Um, it can't go undervalued. It can't go unnoticed. Uh, David Stearns really set this franchise up to succeed when they're a small market franchise that people automatically think there's no way that they can succeed. David Stearns built a model and showed everyone how, how you can get it done. 
Yeah, he did. And, and he did, you know, some creative things. Uh, obviously, he, he was, you know, a, a heavy numbers guy when he first came in. The, the, it was his first G- GM job uh, full time, you know, for himself to make the hires, to make the decisions. Um, and, and really one of the big first things he had to do, you know, Bob, uh, Craig Council was already in place as the brewer manager. So he was hired. Uh, obviously with the understanding that he was going to keep Craig along and, and they got along, I, I really do think from first day. So uh, that, that was obviously, you know, a big hit and very important. Um, but just to increase the number uh, of staff that worked underneath him, that uh, created uh, a new video department, uh, a, a different uh, strength and medical and conditioning uh, I mean, just the list goes on and on how, how games are prepared, scouted, um, players scouted, found. Uh, he, he really accelerated that. And, and he had a lot of help from Matt Arnold, obviously, on the way, too, because Matt uh, was one of his first hires. And so Matt obviously learned a lot, and this became his first GM job as well. So uh, that you have to say, well, obviously there's a lot of influencers, a lot of guys that, you know, stuck around and are making this year's club, you know, without David Stearns, uh, just as good, if not better, who knows how they're going to finish out here, but they're well on the, on their way. That's for sure. How do you think David Stearns, Craig will fit in or how will it play out with the Mets? Because I mean, it, it's, it's it's a different animal. You know this. I mean, when he had to come in, and you, and you highlighted some of the things that he did to get creative, to make sure that he was able to get the right talent at a certain level that 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 the Brewers don't have when you compare it to the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Mets. Now he's going to go to this big market team with an owner who has a big wallet. Do you think he changes his stripes, or do, does he say, "Hey, now I've." I can go out and get all the toys they want because I have a bigger budget. How do you think this is going to play out with David Stearns in New York? Well, I, I would imagine um, it's going to be uh, kind of a combination of all those things that that you mentioned. Certainly, he's got to find he's got to get that team into um, into sync, basically, and he's going to have to potentially cut ties with certain players and. Uh, but for for him to do that in Milwaukee, let's say you know you have a high paid player in Milwaukee and and he's failing for your team, it, cutting ties with somebody like that uh, becomes immediately expensive. Where that's not going to be the case in New York, obviously. Um, but then then you got how do you find and replace these guys uh, without spending that much more money? Again, probably not an issue out there. Um, but you still have to find the right guys. And I think that's the, that's the bottom line for anybody running a ball club. That's their greatest challenge. Are you going to go the route of finding the right guys or are you just going to find guys that can play positions or, or can hit somewhere in the lineup but not play everywhere, not hit everywhere, uh, not be a contributor, you know, taking a day or two off, whatever the case may be. There's just going to be there is there are so many factors into some of the new challenges he's going to run into. Do you know? Here's the other thing: uh, these clubs still have to draft and develop players as well, whether they end up trading 
them or they see them fitting in as, as a future and cornerstone uh, of the franchise. So, you know, a lot plays into it. There's no question about it. And it's really easy to say the very first thing is he's got he's got money now, but money doesn't buy everything. We, we've seen that with the Mets this season, the Padres this season, the Yankees this season. Um, you know, you can you can go on to other few few blo- uh, ball clubs as well. So um, he he's definitely has a challenge. This is not going to be easy. It's just going to be uh, different than it was here from small market to big market. He's Craig Kishan from Bally Sports Wisconsin, joining me, Bob Brainerd, here on Brewers Extra Innings. You mentioned Matt Arnold and how he was under the tutelage of David Stearns. I think Craig, in the short time that he has been in the big chair, we've seen, and, I, and, and Matt Arnold is his own man, uh, and he's he's made his own moves, and he, he's he's had his own mind on what he wants to do and how he wants to shape this ball club. But all that being said, he also, you can tell, he, he learned a lot from Stearns, and, and he, he took a lot of those things and put it into his own portfolio on how to run a major league ball club and how to run the Milwaukee Brewers. You can see little pieces of that, I think, of him adapting to, you know, you know well, this is a move that, that Stearns would have made before. So I think Matt has really had a good combination of putting himself in there, but also taking the good things that he learned from David Stearns. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt about that. And I, I think, you know, some of the some of the things that I I take notice of, of, yeah, I'm a big believer in it all starts at the top and, and how your ball club you know, plays itself out uh, is a reflection of, you know, your owner is a reflection of of your uh, president of baseball operations, uh, whether uh, it's also on the business side. And I think, you know, all of these things kind of fall into place. But specifically, you know, with Matt, I, I think what I see is a really easy comparison is, if you take a look at, uh, I, I know Garrett Mitchell's on the mend, and hopefully he comes back before things are done. But a guy like uh, Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich, Joey Weimer, what Andre Monasterio's been able to do here, how how the pitching staff over the last few years has really made this three-headed monster, you know, one of the best big three in all of baseball here right now. Especially the young guys, though, they they have never for one day played like a rookie. And I don't think for one day since Matt took over, he has played it out like he's a first-year GM either. Um, he's he's shown a lot of experience um, and and been confident in the decisions that he's made. And I think he's been you know brutally honest in you know publicly with how he's going to make this team go, and and also with the players as well. So I, I think we're seeing quite a nice mesh here in year number one and it's clearly reflects where this team has gone and where they sit in the standings right now all right time to name our salvation army player of the game craig um it's probably between two guys right you know josh Donaldson, two for two had the big home run but also what freddie did you know I, i talked about him setting the tone being the table setter for a great pitching outing tonight only two hits given up by the entire staff so should we just give them both, or what? Do you, what do you think between those two, or is there a surprise player of the game I'm missing here? I, I don't think there's <laughs> a surprise player of the game. That's for sure. Love, love Freddie to be 
a player of the game and maybe uh, Josh Donaldson's home run in the fourth inning being your turning point since the game was tied there at that point and you, you really sensed that this was going to end up being a low-scoring game the way things went along. It, it's tough as, as a uh, group of hitters to be you know, facing you know, up to three, four pitchers in a short amount of time like we saw tonight with the Marlins doing their uh, doing their opener route, which the Brewers are going to end up doing tomorrow as well with uh, Trevor McGill on the mound. So, um, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make that point for those two guys for sure. There we go. We solved it. Uh, player of the game is going to be Josh Donaldson and Freddie Peralta. Brought to you by the Salvation Army. Brewers fans, every day the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need. Your donations do make a difference. Visit them online at samilwaukee.org to help today. When we come back on Brewer, Brewers Extra Innings. Do you like game shows, Craig? Do you like do you like quizzes? Do you like tests, pop quizzes? I'm not a big trivia guy, so you better you better set me up right here. <laughs> it's not trivia, my friend. It's true/false. You can handle that, right? All right. Well, sure. All right. Our true. We we did this with Jeff Cirillo last week. Craig Kashan, baseball true/false. When we return. Bob Rainer for Dom on Tuesday. The Brewers beat the Marlins tonight at American Family Field three to one. Craig Kashan from Bally Sports, Wisconsin, joining me as well. Aaron from Illinois, who always likes to chime in, chimed in with a text on the talk and text line, the old National Bank talk and text line, which is eight five five six one six one six two zero. Hey, Bob and Craig, great game tonight. Eighteen over, the high water mark of the year. My player of the game is Freddie. He agrees with me and Craig. Congrats to him on a career high in K's. Yes, 200 strikeouts now in the season for Freddie Peralta. My difference-making moment was Donaldson's home run in the fourth. He agrees with you, Craig. Nice job by Contreras to tack on that extra run in the seventh. Not sure any team would want to take on the Cruz three-headed monster right now. They are surely dialed in. And then Aaron says, Aaron from Illinois says, Craig, I hope we have another true-false Q&A with Craig tonight. That was fun. Ready for some fun, my friend? I just want Aaron to co-host the show with you next time, so I can get a break. That's what I want. All good stuff there. I, I, I think I think he's he's ready to jump in and pinch it for you. Okay, it's time for baseball true false with Craig Kishan. Here we go. All right, question number one, Craig. We got the music too. I true, love the music. True or false? The NL Central will come down. It'll be decided in that final weekend series with the Cubs. True or false? True. You think so? Yeah. Do I have to give an explanation, or are we just going down the line? <laughs> no, be, no, because I mean, I mean, it's it's either the Brewers, and we're going to say the Brewers. Either the Brewers are up by four games or more. If they are, then it's irrelevant. But you're going to say that it's relevant that it'll be three or less. Yeah, I do. I really do. I think I think these clubs are going to have uh, some ups and downs here before the season's up. You know, this is. This got uh, what eighteen games to go, yeah. so that's my prediction. That's my feeling. Okay, going with the the Kashan gut. True or false? There is such a thing as a team that has your number. Uh, I'll say true because we've seen it enough in Milwaukee over the years, uh, especially over the Pirates. I don't think the Brewers would have won a couple of division titles if they didn't get to play the Pirates 19 times. Yeah. So that yeah, that comes to mind first. 
I, I mean, it, there's a lot of factors that go in, but yeah, doesn't it just seem like sometimes it's just like we just can't beat these guys? It just it gets in your your, your kitchen and it messes you up. I I, I agree with you, Craig. Uh, question number three: True or false? Bryce Terang will win a gold glove someday. Absolutely true. Absolutely, he is. He should be in contention this year. He won't be because he's a rookie, but. Right. I'll tell you what, look out starting next year uh, if anybody studies all the players at every position and what they're really doing. This guy uh, has been an MVP type with the glove and is a gold glover on this team, no doubt about it. Uh, Yeah, I think it's, it's coming. It's a matter of time. Question number four, true or false, Craig? Major League Baseball will have robo umpires within five years. I don't want to say true, but I think it is going to be true. And it may be sooner than five years. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. I, I I would prefer not, Bob, but I think it's going to happen. I, I don't think – I know we saw the game in Pittsburgh end on a, on a bad, you know, six inches off the plate mm-hmm. called third strike. But how many times do you see that? Not not many. Uh, I just like the human element of the game, and and when that happens, I will I will miss that portion of it. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm with you, but I also am with you that it's it's lurking in the weeds. It's 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 coming. Question five: True or false? Uh, the Pete Alonso trade will happen with Milwaukee and the Mets in the off season. I say false. Okay. Well, so now, so when I asked Cirillo this last week, he said false as well. But now you got the David Stearns element, you know, in there. He's got, you know, isn't that interesting that he, now him it, and- it it could be. But I'm telling you right now, um, I don't know if I'm dealing with David Stearns. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm giving guys that he knows really well. Um, they're got they're high priced high yeah I, I know Alonzo's really good don't get me wrong yeah but he's going to come at I mean he already has a price tag on him and I'm not I'm not sure the Brewers necessarily need that right now all right we'll mine out of the hot stove league now yeah. question question six true or false Atlanta will win the World Series true or false so you can take the Braves or the rest of the field what do you think. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna say false. Okay. Right. I think um, I think their offense is is off the charts. I'm not uh, completely convinced on the pitching. Okay. Uh, I am kind of convinced that I think pitching is obviously the key in the postseason. I I just have always believed that. So I think you know they they might might run into a buzzsaw and you know uh, uh, a quick series. Uh, and, and not be able to hit and get out pitched as well. So we'll, we'll see about that. But I'm going to go false. Okay. True or false, question seven. Craig Council will manage Milwaukee next season. Ooh, man, that's a tough one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, I'm going to say true because I know, I know what his mission was when he took this job, and I want him to come back and manage, and I know the club does as well. So... I think it'll be a bit of a surprise if he is not here. Okay. Question eight, true or false? Jackson Churrell will make his Major League debut with the Brewers in 2024. Um, 
I would say true on that. I think he's he's advanced so quickly and produced at such a high level. Uh, I would not be surprised by that at all. So um, I, I can't imagine if he's producing the way he is right now that he doesn't deserve to make his debut. I mean, we're talking about another full year mm-hmm. of baseball, so I'll say true on that. Yeah, I, I think at some point, I mean, and producer Matt said last week, you know, it might be a cup of coffee, but, you know, at some point, you can't hold the kid down. Did we run out of music? No, it's back. Okay, good. Uh, question nine, almost done, home stretch. Question nine, true or false, Ryan Braun will have number eight retired by the Milwaukee Brewers someday. Uh, false. I don't think so. I think, I think part of their part of their deals uh, Hall of Fame status, and he obviously is not going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, yeah, I'm just going to go false on that and leave that one alone. There you go. And now question ten. <laughs> you should have heard Cirillo. Question ten. Um, Major League, true or false? Major League Baseball will have a salary cap. Within ten years, and so I'm, you know, like, like football has the cap where we get the, at the crunch numbers. NBA, they've got a cap; they get the luxury tax. Will they do something similar to that instead of the revenue sharing that they have now within ten years, Craig? I'm going to go false because I I think they've had several opportunities to do that, and I think they would have done that by now, um, and. The price of everything is only going up, and it's still obviously very affordable by most of these clubs. And however pace the Brewers are going here uh, fiscally, uh, they're still doing a terrific job because they they're on their way of going to the playoffs for five of the last six years uh, if they get in here this year. So I, I just don't see it. He is Craig Kishan from Valley Sports, Wisconsin. He doesn't have a day game tomorrow because it's a night game, so he can stay up a little bit later. That's why I kept him later. But we, but I, as always, what's my that? Friend, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> Wake up, Craig! No, you, you you can you can go home and take a snooze now because your segments are over. But as always, my friend, appreciate you having having you on the program and, and talking baseball with you. So thanks again, and uh, you'll be back in the air tomorrow night for. Uh, for the pregame and the postgame show as uh, Game 3 between the Marlins and Brewers begins. All right, pal. Had a good time, and uh, we'll see you down the road. Absolutely. Craig Kishan, Valley Sports, Wisconsin. This segment brought to you by Annex Wealth Management. Annex Wealth Management is investment, retirement, tax, and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't need. Know the difference. Annex provides elite, comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need. AnnexWealth.com is where you find them on the web. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, we've got post-game thoughts from the skipper and the guy who hit a bomb tonight, Josh Donaldson. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. Back on Brewers Extra Innings, Bob Brainerd in on a Tuesday night for Dom. Brewers beat the Marlins for the second straight night. First, or rather, second of a four-game series here at American Family Field. 3-1 to one was the count tonight as the Brewers get only five base hits. But that was more than enough because Freddie Peralta and company allowed just one run on two base hits. After the game, manager Craig Council, a lot of praise for his starting pitcher. Oh, another, another great start. I thought, um, 
you know, in, in, a, in a strange way, maybe the home run was a good thing for Freddie because uh, it, it seemed to just really lock him in. Um, and I thought he was just excellent tonight. I thought his both off-speed pitches were really, really good tonight. Um, and, uh, you know, the, to the righties, the, the slider was excellent. The changeup was very good to the lefties. So really, really did a nice job with his off-speed stuff. Like his last three starts, I think he's blocked a total of one guy. What, what's what's enabled him to really lock in with his command over that span? You think? Well, yeah, I mean it's it's executing off speed as much as anything, it's, and that's what's um, you know. So we're getting we got a lot of swing and miss today on off speed, um, and uh, that that helps you control counts. Josh Donaldson, Homer, two off single, doing what you want him to do. Yeah, uh, he had a great day for sure. Um, you know, with a Cabrera was uh, clearly he's got great stuff, um, and, and you know we didn't have a lot of great swings against him. Um, so just to put on put a run on the board with one swing, I think that's you know what Josh offers here, and that's why we were interested. And so on a night like tonight, it plays out big. Because this is also compacted, do you think it's magnified just to have two games where he's He's on base a lot. He's running around. I mean, he's really been part of it. You think that is like, you know, more important to um, tight schedule? Well, I th- look for any player. Um, you know, I think you're right. It's highlighted in a tight schedule. Getting off to a good start matters. Um, and, and he's, um, you know, it's a little. I think, you know, you trust a player that's been around it to to do it for sure. Um, and. Um, you know we're getting a good, getting good performance, and he's making contributions. Devin's last two have been so sharp. You feel like he benefited from that. Yeah. Stretch? Yeah. I mean, sometimes this, you know, just the way the games flow, you know, you feel like you can get your get your closer a rest, um, and it's it's a good thing, um, and you just kind of let it happen, um, especially in that spot. I think it just kind of happens. Um, but it, I think it sets him up to, to be hopefully really sharp for the rest of rest of the month. Anything to be concerned about with Cano? Yeah, it's it's uh, it's, it's left wrist. Um, you know, he's he was sore. He tried. You know, he didn't swing the first at bat, and he said my wrist is, was a little sore swinging today in the cage. So he took some swings um, back in the cage before a second at bat, and it just didn't feel comfortable. Um, we'll have him see the doctor tomorrow morning. Um, Right now, it's day-to-day, and we'll go from there. That's Brewer Skipper Craig Council. You heard him talk about Mark Canada to close it out. You heard him talk about Freddie Peralta to begin the presser after the contest. You also heard him talk about Josh Donaldson. And I I talked about it with Craig Kishan, and both of us agreed. It's like, why are you signing this guy? There's, there's just, well, it's a no-risk signing, right? The risk has been a reward for Matt Arnold and the Brewers so far because Josh Johnson was a difference maker tonight. Here he is after the ball game. Brewers uniform and so far so good. You look very comfortable at the plate right now. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean there's a lot of hard work that's been going into it and you know right now I just feel thrilled to be have the opportunity uh, to put on the uniform and uh, try to help this team win in um, any way that I can. You talked uh, yesterday before your first game in a Brewers uniform, and you said you, you felt really good. You felt like you were in a really good place, and you got the at-bats you needed to in Nashville. Uh, clearly that's been the case. Take me through the, the first pitch home run 
uh, and uh, you know what your approach was as you came to the plate. Uh, I faced him my first at bat, and he was kind of scattered in the zone a little bit, and the fastball was moving everywhere, dancing, and you know, just kind of trying to watch the game a little bit. It looked like he was starting to get a little bit more comfortable throwing some of the off-speed over for strikes, and um, you know, I felt like if I had a good opportunity there early on in the count to, you know, maybe get some spin in the in the zone, and um, you know, I was able to take advantage of one. You have been a part of a, a bunch of playoff pushes, a bunch of playoff runs, of course, over the course of your career. And postseason baseball is nothing new to you. Mm-hmm. How much value can that bring? I mean, this is a team that is, has been in the postseason a lot. There's a, a core of guys here that that's the expectation, but you can never have enough of that in a clubhouse, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, you know, just trying to be a resource to anybody that I can. Obviously, I've been here uh, for a short time now, but you know, the more comfortable I get with the guys and um, more comfortable they get with me, you know, just trying to be able to be a resource for for what to expect uh, because I think sometimes when you have a younger team, I think that can be an advantage at times because you don't really have that scar tissue built up. And, you know, I think it's also an advantage to, to have some experience to kind of know the ups and downs of um, – a postseason and obviously throughout the year. Josh, as you were going through your opportunities and, and looking at the opportunity with the Brewers, I'm sure the opportunity for it bats at the big league level was what your priority was. And for Craig Council to put you right in there the first two days and let you get settled in and, and see pitches, uh, you have to really appreciate that, I would think. Uh, no doubt. I mean, uh, the opportunity um, you know, that's been presented to me right now, you know, that's, that's all I could ask for. And um, you know, it's my job to kind of reinforce him putting me in, in the lineup and uh, taking advantage of those opportunities and, you know, not trying to give any at-bats away and, you know, really just trying to help the team in any possible way to, to win a ball game. Well, two for two tonight, and you were on base four times. First home run as a Brewer. I would say you're doing exactly that. Josh, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for giving us some time. Congratulations on a great night. Thank you. I appreciate it. That is the newest Milwaukee Brewer, Josh Donaldson. Certainly. Off to a hot start, which plays right into our Who's Hot segment. It's sponsored by Cider Heating and Cooling. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. For a limited time only, Cider is waiving the $99 trip fees for HVAC service calls. This offer is not valid on clean and tunes, weekends, or after hours, however. It is valid, however, through September 15th. Call them at Cider Heating and Cooling. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, highlights of the ball game tonight, the 3-1 win over the Miami Marlins, and an update on the Cubs game out in Denver, Colorado. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Bob Brainerd. All right, I'll skip ahead here and just tell you, in case you don't know, the Brewers beat the Marlins tonight at American Family Field. 3-1 was the final score. Freddie Peralta was the starting pitcher for the Brew Crew tonight. And in the first inning, it was a little shaken. You thought, uh-oh, Freddie, here we go. Get in the air to right and deep. This is trouble if it's fair. It is a fair ball and gone. And Miami strikes first. Seventh home run of the year for Arise. Just inside that foul pole in the right field corner. And Miami leads 1-0. Can't be any more. He's the only man in the bat. <laughs> Uke. 
So, yes, the Fish got out to the early lead on Freddy Peralta. He gives up a run and a base hit in the first inning, but was really stingy after that. The Brewers tied it in their, their half of the second inning, got a run back for Peralta, and while he was in cruise control, Josh Donaldson, you just heard from him, steps up in the fourth. First pitch to Donaldson. He is a high fly, deep left field. Back goes De La Cruz. Bye-bye baseball. Josh Donaldson, the bringer of rain, brings it here at American Family Field, and the Brewers have a 2-1 lead. 2-1 lead while Peralta was cruising into the seventh inning. He worked six and a third tonight, gave up one run. You heard the home run in the first, and only two base hits. That's right. Only one base hit given up after the first inning ding-dong. He struck out nine. Peralta now at 200 strikeouts for the season. The eighth Milwaukee pitcher to do that in a season. Congratulations to Peralta. They tacked on another run in the seventh inning on a Contreras sacrifice fly to make it 3-1. to one. Pitching staff, bullpen, did it after Peralta. Milner, Uribe, and Devin Williams on in the ninth. And the pitch. strikeout from Devin Williams. There is a difference. The difference is the game is over. You love him. It was over. Pitching staff was superb. A run on two hits. Peralta was great. Donaldson goes yard. Typical Milwaukee Brewer victory. It works. The final 3-1 to one, and it works because it just went final in Denver. The Chicago Cubs lost to the Rockies. Final 6-4. Colorado a winner. So Milwaukee's lead now in the NL Central tonight is back to a four-game cushion. When we come back on Brewers Extra Innings, we put a big bow on this Tuesday evening affair. Get you set for Wednesday night's game, game three of this four-game series at American Family Field. Milwaukee a winner at American Family Field tonight. Final was 3-1 to one over the Miami Marlins. That was Game 2 of this four-game series with the Fish. Game 3 is scheduled for tomorrow. We'll get you set for that in just a moment. But we told you that the Cubs were losers tonight in Denver to the Colorado Rockies, 6-4. to four. So with the Milwaukee win, the Brewers' lead in the NL Central race is now back to a four-game cushion. In the wild-card race, you have the Phillies, the Cubs, and right now it's the Arizona Diamondbacks. The Cincinnati Reds did win their ball game in 10 innings at Detroit against the Tigers. 6-5 to five was the final Reds. So as far as the wildcats are concerned, the Reds are now a game behind Arizona for that final wildcard slot. Again, the old, if they did the playoffs today, at the playoffs started today, the Brewers would host a best-of-three and have all three games in Milwaukee against the Arizona Diamondbacks. But again, that that's a, a TBA thing because there's a lot of jockeying back and forth that can happen there. The Cubs could fall down in that slot. The Reds could jump in there. Right now, you know, Arizona has it. A lot of combinations of things that can happen before it's all said and done. And of course, the Brewers are trying to simply hold off the Chicago Cubs too and win the division so that they can be assured to host that best of three wild card opening round series. So Reds win, Cubs lose, Brewers win. 
That's how your division stacks up as we head into Wednesday. Now, as for Wednesday, 6.40 is the game time at American Family Field between Miami and Milwaukee. So that means the pregame show begins at 6 p.m. right here on 6.20 WTMJ as well as the Brewers Radio Network. It'll be Braxton Garrett on the hill for Miami. He's a left-handed pitcher. He's 8-6 and six on the year, ERA of 3.82. He's racked up 140 strikeouts. As for the Brewers, now if you've been with us all night long, you heard Craig Ashan mention, and this came out in the post-game show when Craig uh, when uh, Craig Council was asked by Craig Ashan and other members of the media who's going to pitch because it was listed as TBA. So Council has decided to go with Trevor McGill, the old starter, to start us off, and then it's obviously going to be a bullpen by committee game. So rather than tab somebody, and they're just not sure with that, that four slot right now because there's a lot of moving parts. So Trevor McGill going to throw some heat there and give him at least, well, as many innings as he can give out of the bullpen, but get in the start. So McGill will get the start against Braxton Garrett in game three tomorrow evening. And again, then game four will wrap up Thursday, wrap up the series on Thursday. That'll be an afternoon game, a one ten start at American Family Field between the Marlins and the Brewers. But it's McGill and Braxton Garrett tomorrow in Game 3. Any thoughts, Producer Matt, as we head into... Boy, you heard Craig talk about it. Like We're under 20 games now. This is going to be fun stretch, isn't it? Well, Craig and I agree that there is going to be a dog pile at AmFam in a couple weeks. And you think so? We see it right now. Craig Council's already prepping his rotation so he can have the freedom of choice heading into that Chicago series. The Brewers only have one more off day for the rest of the season. So Craig Council needs to be sure that the big three, now including Peralta, are ready to go, that they're rested. It's going to be an interesting stretch because you mentioned the wild card set. That's going to be a massive collision course. And for the Brewers' sake, hopefully they can avoid that by just taking the division. If you had a choice, Brewers against the Cubs, the Diamondbacks, the Reds? Anybody? Cincinnati would be my first choice. Chicago gets interesting because yes. if you face them in the wild card series, that turns into a nasty six-game set. And depending on who has what locked up when, you could be seeing four or five starters go against each other in the playoffs, something that we never see, especially in the wild card era, which is young, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, going to get fun, going to get juicy. All right, that's producer Matt. want to thank Craig Kashan from Bally Sports, Wisconsin. I'm Bob Brayard in for Dom. He's back here soon. Thanks for lending us your ears tonight on a Tuesday as the Brewers beat the Miami Marlins 3-1. to You've been listening to Brewers Extra Innings.